Welcome to the NW, everybody. My name is Lance Scranton, and this is uh, the NW Colorado, Northwest Colorado's favorite podcast. Shane Hadley, Anthony Teeter, and uh, you can see at the bottom of your screen, we got a couple of special guests that are going to join us well, in a few minutes, hopefully. And we're going to ask them some exclusive questions that we don't even get from Coach Hadley. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, we're brought to you by King Home and Land Realty. Uh, King Home and Land Realty for all your home and land realty needs. And uh, somebody was talking to me about maybe being a, uh, another second exclusive sponsor of the NW. So we'll see how that goes. Hint, hint. Heck yeah. <laughs> there we go. That'd be great. Pizza, pizza. So, guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're doing Can't great? Yeah. Uh, I was in for a pizza on Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. I was in for pizza on Saturday night. And I'll tell you what, you guys are busy. Yeah, we're busy. busy. Yeah, we, yeah. So no more customers. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. I don't know, I'm, and I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody that couldn't get food yeah. Friday and Saturday night yeah. because it's only so much we. Can... I had to stand there and intimidate them just to get a pizza. Better <laughs> <laughs> pay me a pizza, pepperoni, right? And then your wife came over and I ran away. Swing. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, things are going well. Shane, what's up, man? Uh, man, fantastic. you don't have anything to talk about, do you? Uh, again, like, wow, you know, uh, first off, again, um, I can't tell you how happy and excited I am uh, for our Bulldogs. I, deep down, I was so thrilled that our high school football team, that those young men and my friends, the coaches, had won a playoff game. That, that was our goal. But then we're greedy, and we said, well, let's not stop at that. Let's, let's win it all. Why and not? Yes, yes. Let's take one game at a time. Mm -hmm. And again, I will be totally honest. Uh, Bertha, who the Bulldogs uh, had the blessing of being able to play at home here in Craig just past Saturday, was one of the best teams I've ever seen on tape. Mm -hmm. um, they were powerful. They had the best offensive line as far as moving people and really getting downfield and getting up on the snap that I've maybe ever seen. Mm -hmm. And so it was going into that game. I was like, we need to start strong. But guys, I, I would be um, totally lying if I told you, wow, you know, I just knew we were going to go out there and crush them. I knew that we could compete and I was hopeful that we could win. But this was the game where all of a sudden in the second half, it hit me. That, that we were winning and now it's like oh my goodness let's let's go ahead and win it mm -hmm. and uh it was one of those things where the community came together so amazingly um we had so many things going on so many amazing businesses you know you were offering us pizzas for everybody you know bulldogs this week you're gonna do stuff so many businesses contributed we had the day of the game uh, a bunch of people up there on the street leading up to the high school. We had the, the game day live where I got to interview a whole bunch of people. But at the end of the day, it's always about a game. Mm -hmm. It's like homecoming, you know, it's yep. about a game. And uh, my goodness, the Bulldogs. And we're going to be talking a whole bunch about this right. tonight because we have exclusive, <laughs> exclusive interview rights. Nobody else in town has got Oh, they don't have the interview rights. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> With our head coach and then our assistant coach uh, Nick Colgate and Kip Hapy I ran over here we just were finishing up practice all kinds of surprises and secrets again and we've been watching on the hillside making sure Delta's not there I <laughs> ran off a couple kids I'm like hey get out of here just in case those kids with cameras what are you doing <laughs> yeah. get out of here yeah. 
How much? Yeah. Everybody's got a price. I don't think at this point in the season there's many secrets. But, no, yeah. there, there isn't. And uh, I'll tell you what, I know I've gained. There's one grandma in Berthoud who really hates me. <laughs> he was on the stream. And people kept saying, uh, ma'am, it is Moffat County proud. Right. Because she felt I was a little too over the top with my homerism right. of the Bulldogs. And from the beginning, I said, everybody, I'm a coach. These are the kids I've coached for the last four years. And uh, it's like my family, and it is Moffat County proud. So I'm telling you right now. I'm going to be mm-hmm. rooting for the Bulldogs. You're going to be a little bit biased. Yeah, a little. Yeah, just <laughs> a little. A little. But, and, Shane, yeah. I've, I've, I've read comments, and I know when you and I do games together, when you do games on your own independently, people people compliment us on how we are. We, we talk good about both teams, and always. Again, and both these teams were just, yeah. obviously, we're fantastic. Absolutely. And we are the spoilers. We have yep. the shirts. Uh, and Berthoud, I was extremely complimentary of this team. They were enormous. When I went down mm-hmm. on the field before the game, some of the biggest dudes you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And, and they were strong. They were fast. They were amazing. And so were we. And so, yes, I was extremely complimentary. But also, I get very excited. And towards the end, you know, it was very much about my Bulldogs. And, man, she uh, said that she, I think she was like 70 or something, said she could do a better job than I could. Wow. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people came to my rescue, just like you, my friend, when people are going at you online. And so, well, get on down here to Moffat County right. if you can do it better. <laughs> and again, I think of it, if you're doing your job good, if people have any opinions, even sometimes mm-hmm. if they're they're bad. And then I looked deeper, and this lady wasn't kidding. She had three seniors on the team oh, wow. it was family, wow. yeah. uh, a three birthed <laughs> players. So there was no make-believe. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. If I had my three grandkids mm-hmm. on a team that was that good, and then they went, and they're supposed to win by 33, right. wow. and they got upset 14 to 13, which, again, we're going to talk more about that game here pretty soon, I would be upset, too. Yeah. So I get it, and I Absolutely. sent her just a, a wonderful message. I said, hey, uh, when this all calms down, football is one of the greatest sports mm-hmm. you will ever experience as a young man, and they will take the memories of this and the things they learned from football and be – amazing contributing members of society and i wish them the best of luck and i'm sorry You're such a sweet you didn't enjoy yeah. my broadcast yeah. <laughs> well yeah and and when kip and, and nick get here we're going to talk a little more in depth um but i i am gonna i'm, I'm gonna let you guys know now i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it short because i know that you guys have other things to be doing so i don't want to keep them here for an hour talking football so when they get here let's just Keep that in mind. Sure, we'll talk so, about football. So let's, yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about the game that was, and we'll talk about some of the specifics and details when the other two coaches get here. So you and I have talked all season. Just keep it close in the first quarter, and that's exactly what's happened in the last two games. Yeah, you know, the Bulldogs, I had talked all week, and I did uh, during the pregame. I, I said that we'll know a lot based upon the first time that we're on offense Mm -hmm. and the first time that we're on defense. Mm -hmm. And so happy was I when we went out there and immediately we could move the ball. Mm -hmm. And we were gaining chunk yardage, yards after contact. We were running hard and we were making big things happen. And then defensively, cause of turnovers, flying around. We were able to hang with them. And like their first drive, a little scary, they go down, you know, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. 
But guess what? If you make them take a whole bunch of plays, and yeah, they might be getting four and six and three and five, but if they take 15, 20 plays, you can have a mistake in there. Mm -hmm. You can make Absolutely. them Absolutely. That's why you want a long throw field. Interception. Absolutely, yeah. And then sure enough, they did. We turned them over a couple times, and uh, my goodness, we went up top to Hudson Jones with a, a beautiful touchdown. And, I mean, the game, like, just happened, and it's already so, like, in my mind, I think let's jump right to the end because okay, so, let's do it. so much let's do it. to these guys again. You mean the last two minutes? Yes. Because I did happen to talk to one of the officials uh, who officiated the game. He said, we did a great job for 46 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and they did. I, I think they did, you know. But anyway, so go ahead, Shane. So take us through the last two minutes. First, and, and we got That to took half an hour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 14 to 13, the Bulldogs, uh, one of our players, uh, Jaden, blocked an extra point. Uh, our uh, amazing little four-inch Jaden student made both his extra mm -hmm. points. They made one and had one blocked. So it's 14 to 13, and the Bulldogs, we, we get possession with about four minutes left, and we know we can just run this clock out. And they've already used a timeout, so we know they only have two. Okay, let's keep track of this. <laughs> this two timeouts. This is important. It's really important. <laughs> and so, yeah, see, you you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bulldogs literally, the first down, they gained four yards. Second down, we have a run from Mr. Ian Hafey that goes Champ. 45. Yes, Champ Hafey yes, goes Champ to the house. Mm -hmm. And... We are so excited. I got so excited, I felt lightheaded and thought I was going to pass out. So I, I put my hands down. I'm looking at the field, and the white hat, the official, we're in the end zone celebrating. The crowd's going crazy. He pulls the flag out. As everything's done. And look, whatever. He's not mm. holding. They have a better view than us. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what we always say. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty late. So they call the penalty, which, again, because of the rules that we experienced the week before, you were going to have to take a timeout or we're going to run all that time and the penalty, then they're going to start the clock again. And that's right. what they were doing. So Bertha uses what should their, be their second, their second timeout. Second timeout. Second timeout. So we replay uh second down. And again, this is just all pushing all together. I may get some of the first and second downs wrong, but the no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I just want you to understand. Right. Okay. So then we get to the point where we run the second down and the clock is running 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 uh they call their third timeout after we replay second down mm -hmm. so it comes to a point where the next play is run and we're up top where we have uh, the timekeeper mm -hmm. not official yep yep clock the operators keeper yep. the yep. clock operator our announcer and and myself also i'm kind of into the game a little bit i'm familiar and i said okay they've used the last timeout a fourth timeout is called. Four. And this Four. isn't for any other reason. Yeah. This isn't about me like saying, oh, we're Bulldogs. We're like fourth. And right next to me, they're screaming. Mm -hmm. That's four timeouts. They don't have it. So now here's where you get the inside edition where I can tell you exactly, not maybe. But here's Shane, exactly let me interrupt you for a second. Yes. This is when the game came to a screeching halt. Yes. Yes. So all of the officials are huddling. We're thinking it's it's a point where we can run this clock out. Mm -hmm. We've run enough time off of it. And so they finally come over. And again, a lot of people don't know what 
happened now. I am blessed and lucky enough to be able to tell you exactly what was said and done. The white hat comes over and he's the main official who talks mm -hmm. to our coaches. And he says, well, coach, I have, and so does my line judge that they've used three timeouts. But my other three officials are telling me that they think and have that they've only used two. So we're going to go with them. <laughs> At which point, my man, Coach A.B. says, that is absolutely unacceptable in a really yeah. nice manner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. And it was unacceptable. Because of that, they were able to stop the clock. Then on third down, uh, we had not gained the first down, and we were going to punt, so there was 40-some seconds mm -hmm. left. Like, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, they couldn't get it straightened out. They couldn't get it figured out. That was the fourth one, 100%. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Everyone next to me and the officials, you'll notice sometimes they pull something out of their pocket. That's their job, the, right. the head linesman. And this is an all-star officiating crew. They bring them together for the state. They're the best and they pull them together and they write down on their little mm -hmm. piece of paper in their pocket. That's where they keep track of these mm -hmm. things. That's, you, we trust them. Mm -hmm. And there were several times where the clock, maybe a little bit of extra time ran off and they would stop. They would announce up there, and we're not talking like massive amounts of time, right. but even just two or three or four, they would say, hey, they took that time out with, I don't know, a minute 22, and they fixed it. There was issues a couple of times with a couple seconds, and it always got put back on. Mm -hmm. That's They're keeping that good a track of that, but yep. not the timeouts. So we punt to them with 30-some seconds left. We're up by one, and they have no timeouts now left, I hope, Mm -hmm. <laughs> they've used four they've used four and uh, according to two officials yes according to two and according, according to three, to three, they only, three. Yeah, it was only three so. and, and remember because as crazy as it is this comes into question again mm -hmm. another timeout mm -hmm. that they do not have and they'll tell you that um so we pointed to them and just like the week before against elizabeth we now have an opportunity with our defense which has held one of the best, if not the best, offense in the state of Colorado in mm -hmm. 2A mm -hmm. to 13 points. Mm -hmm. This team had shut out and mercy ruled six teams. They were a powerhouse, guys. This was incredible. And now, even now, my ears are getting red. My heart's starting to race. It was so exciting. And I'm up there with Coach uh, Joe Payton, who was mm -hmm. my spotter. Yep. And I'm up also our, our uh, soccer coach and the score. We're just so excited, but we know you got to finish. Right. And the week before, it made us very nervous with 30 mm -hmm. seconds, but they had timeouts. So they run the first play. They gain, uh, what is it, like 10, 12 yards. Mm -hmm. Clock is running. Mm -hmm. No timeouts. They would have taken a timeout there, guys, if yep. they'd had it. They had to run up to the field. They have one chance. That clock is ticking down from 17 seconds. They throw a long pass, and this is where my heart, heart really heart attack, stopped. Heart attack, yeah. That should not happen. We had one of our players bite come uh -huh. up on the yeah. out pattern. Thank goodness for our senior yeah. safety and quarterback, Mr. Beaver. Mm -hmm. He's staying back. And they complete a very long pass, like 30 or 40 yards down the field, and they're running towards the out of bounds. We're able to make the tackle at the at the 28 30 mm -hmm. yard area inbounds inbounds 100 yeah. percent, no question yeah. so i look up clock as the clock be. is running and it goes well, to zero right and here's the thing where again this is where all the questions now happen mm -hmm. all happiness and heck breaks out on the field the 
fans, our students have been allowed to sit in the bleachers that yep. they set up on the end zone. Mm -hmm. And then we have our full house. We have, it's the most amazing thing. Again, our community came out. It was full to capacity and all the students. They all stormed the field because the clock ran down to zero. So right. you can't say it was unsportsmanlike for being on the field with zero. Yep. The clock ran down to zero. At this point, the official did the signal where they hold the ball above the head. Meaning? That this signals the game is over yep. no matter what, mm -hmm. period. So I leave the stream on, and I say, I'm going to go celebrate with my team. And we're all hugging and knocking each other down. And I'm trying to get through the crowd. We're all so happy, and I'm trying to get through there. Now, mind you, even if there would have been, say, five seconds left, tackled in bounds in, in high school, okay, and college, they will stop the clock. They will quickly move the first down markers, yep. move the sticks, start the clock again. Yep. So even if there was five, okay, it would have been set. They would have been trying to run a guy on to kick a field goal. They didn't have enough time, even if there was five. Mm -hmm. So as I get to the field, I am like, holy cow, what is happening? I see that Bertha now has lined up for a long field goal. So I believe it was 40-ish, 45. So the tackle happened between the 25 and 30 in that area. But, but I'm like, what, what's happening? And now I'm thinking, holy cow. And they're saying, well, they're trying to get everybody out the field. They're saying there's time. And I know, okay, at most there's maybe two or one. Right. So they're pulling everybody off. They're lining up to kick a field goal. And I'm thinking, if this goes down, I might go to jail. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, guys. I I would be so upset because the game was signaled to be over, but fine. There's two seconds. Then darn it, set those sticks and run them off. Yep. So as they line up, all of a sudden, they get ready to snap the ball, and the crowd's going crazy. You hear a whistle. Yes, you do hear a whistle. Everybody now in Berthet is upset about that. It's not a penalty. They're saying they tried to call a timeout, which would have been the fifth. Yeah, which would have been five. Which is a unsportsmanlike conduct yeah. and a 15-yard penalty. Mm -hmm. But no, folks, it's as simple as this. They set the sticks, and they started the clock. And the game was over. Two, one. Mm -hmm. The sound everyone heard was the game ending right before they got the snap off. And thank goodness the kick, because they have a great kicker. He mm -hmm. was kicking them out of the end zone and in the end zone every time would have it missed to the right and was short anyways but like my good friend our assistant coach Braden Peterson said I'm still very glad that it didn't go through just in case just maybe exactly and said, well you At know point, right? free and yeah. walk off the field yeah. and now you're getting a lot of uh, people and I get it from the other team saying well he, he jerked and he heard that whistle and it threw him off and I'm like yes but that didn't matter because that wasn't a a penalty mm -hmm. that was the game clock the game ending right. and now this time they hold the ball up again mm -hmm. and i'm not counting on anything at this mm -hmm. point i'm like holy cow coach hafey is so ready looks like santa claus <laughs> and he's like good that's it game's over and peterson was yelling zero that's zero that's zero and so the game ends and again their coaches are just dismayed and i don't blame them for being upset with the officiating mm -hmm. It was a rough ending, and they'll admit to you. Mm -hmm. So, so many people were so confused. But here's the thing, guys. We played a team that we were literally favored to get mercy ruled by, had destroyed everybody, had six mercy rule, uh, and they held teams to zero shutouts. And we showed up, and our mm -hmm. Bulldogs played their hearts out. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those amazing games. The crowd was so mm -hmm. into it. Everybody was so excited. And, again, at halftime, when we're up, 
like, whoa, look, they're 14 to uh, 7. Mm -hmm. And then even up 14 to 13, they had a very special feeling. And we had our spoilers logo, our spoilers shirts. Mm -hmm. And uh, to have it be officially over was the weirdest feeling because of the way it ended. There was a part of me that was upset or yeah, angry, yeah. but I was so happy. Four timeouts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And now uh, that it's had some days to simmer, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the greatest wins in Moffitt County history because mm -hmm. yesterday at our, we did our film study. We, the way we've done it, we're not going to mess with anything because our head coach is, is a little bit where he kind of believes in superstitious. Yeah, a little yeah. superstitious. And uh, we had taken the Monday off after the first victory where we beat Elizabeth basically on a Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. Like, what an amazing game. We took Monday off. So we're sure as heck going to take Monday off again after we beat this team, yes. which in the newspapers we were supposed to get crushed. And here come the coaches. Mm -hmm. Keep and going. At, at the end of the day, everybody, we had a guy in Denver say, well, twice I picked this Bulldog team to lose by more than 30. I think I am jinxing the other teams. Oh, not, what? Not that we played amazing or that we're this right. team that is spoilers, but that he, the oh, Eastern he, he is writer, yeah. is jinxing the other yeah. teams. So, wow. again, keep putting it on our locker room wall. Yeah, no kidding. Keep putting it in the paper so because that's what it was. Technical point is I, is I was watching the end of the game, and I, this is probably the coach in me, but I'm thinking to myself, why are they running a kicking team out? Why don't they run their offense out and try and clock the ball? But I don't know if there's enough time even to do that. And again, so. their coach was uh, foxy enough that he was standing out there arguing while they were making sure they got the kicking team on. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Hello, coach. Hello. Yes, we'll grab it. We're lost. Yeah. No, we're on there here. Um, we don't have any other chairs. Do you want another one? No, I'll just are you good? <laughs> I need it to be taller. Oh, no, no you well, don't. Besides Shane, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, guys, I was just walking through on bright red again. Tell them how red you guys about were. The last two minutes. Yeah, we, we just took uh, 20 yeah. minutes to talk about the last yeah. two minutes. Hold this up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you got guys it. talk here. Let me let well, me get it set up. <laughs> so I just talked about the final and how the whistle that was heard throughout the stands was the game ending. It wasn't a fifth timeout. Right. It wasn't a penalty. It was the clock getting set. Two, one, game ending. Nothing nefarious. And it was a rough finish. But guys, we just had won. And I was so like, Wow. So go ahead, guys. I want you to talk about the game and, and everything else. What a great You're going to sit down there, coach? Or? No, I'm too excited. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's been, so, it's been fun so far. Last keep, two games. Uh, keep that mic close to your mouth. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Last two games have been kind of uh, nerve-wracking at the end, um, coming all the way down to the last second, which I guess that's playoff football. But, uh, you know, the kids have done a great job with um, not panicking, not freaking out, and um, that's kind of the, the key to that to the success there is, you know, the kids aren't freaking out. Right. They, they, they seem like they've been there before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a cool feeling. Act like you've been there before. Yep. Absolutely. And they've, they've definitely been walking the walk. Right. So. so I told these guys, I set them up for you guys. Cause I know you're busy and I don't want to keep you here all night. So I told them you get one question, I get two <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we're going to let you go. So go ahead, coach. Okay. One question. Hey, coach and I talked about this. Can you tell me, um, can you just talk about the community, the students, the atmosphere, and, and how this 
town came together for that game, the people in the stands uh, leading up to it the day of the game. Yeah, I can hit on that a little bit, and then um, Hafey can, can talk about it. Uh, coming in from our first win at Elizabeth, it's been, you know, just pretty much throughout the whole season. But coming in from that game, um, we pulled in at about 10 o'clock, um, 10.30, somewhere in there. And, you know, the community coming together and doing a, a parade, and that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. The kids kids thought they were rock stars. Um, they are. Yeah, they, yeah, are they, stars. Are. they are rock stars. They are rock stars. You know, waving out the window, horns honking, sirens going. Um, you know, that was phenomenal. And then, you know, you come to the playoff game here and the, the support and the crowd, the amount of people that came out to watch watch the Bulldogs play mm-hmm. was so much fun and, and so enthusiastic. And it, it was pretty cool. And I want to say thank you. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, ditto, right? I mean, our community has been absolutely phenomenal. I don't think you get this if you live in the city, right? It's like small-town football. Mm -hmm. Um, And and our boys are the town and the county's Mm -hmm. NFL team. Absolutely. And, wow, what what an amazing job that those young men have done and and handed to Coach Colgate. He's did a a good job in keeping them focused. And – Seeing the community with what they've done and the parents and, and the student body. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Ryan Frank, our principal, and getting the fireworks set up for the game. And uh, I heard a kid say, we've never had fireworks in the daytime. You know, I mean, how cool is that? So um, just so many people a part of it. And, of course, you guys as well with, with Moffat County Proud and, mm-hmm. and broadcasting our games and, and uh, promoting our kids and Wow, it's just been awesome. What a ride, and we just hope it keeps going for the kids and for the community. Absolutely. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Anthony? Um, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, got, I, got, I got a lot of questions. But go ahead. I, guess, I guess my question is, as a former coach, and, and like I'm a 100% fan now, and it is exciting. When did you know? When did you know this was a special group of kids? Because we've, we've been through a lot of teams together. And, and, and we know, and, and you kind of know as a coach kind of what you have. And because l- let me ask the question this way. You guys, you guys took a team that, that you probably knew. I mean, we had just, we had just graduated. What we all agreed was, hey, best running back Moffat County's ever had. I mean, where do we go from here, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions, and but but my biggest question is like when when did you know? Because you had to know at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one on Coach Hafey a little bit. Um, he finalized it for me um, against Basalt. Mm-hmm. We went to an offense that wasn't necessarily something that we've ever done. Um, we ran that I formation. I mean, it just it, it took what we had, um, the size of our linemen, um, how well we run downhill. Um, Ian just leaning forward, and even when he gets hit in the backfield, he's still getting three yards. Um, We're not allowed to call him Ian on here. We call him Champ. Oh, sorry, Champ. <laughs> okay. Champ. Highway hate me. But that game going in, that was that was our big game at that point. We knew if the kids knew um, that if we didn't make something happen, it these what's happening in the postseason wasn't going to happen mm-hmm. um so the kids really bought into that and said yep we're going to do it and we went out and 
and and stomp basalt um and that's when i really knew that they had they had it in them and, and it really i think it really hit them at that that point right. too and it's been it's been a special team and they've been able to change offenses uh fly around on defense make plays mm-hmm. um and these kids that nothing nothing really deters them um and we saw that in the the basalt game and Absolutely. You know, we've all seen basalt games in the past where mm-hmm. um, that game goes back and it's just a physical game. So that's that's where my defining moment in the right. year really hit. So Kip, talk talk a little bit about because I mean, Coach Colgate obviously that that's what brought it into focus for him. But you you had to you had to make these decisions to go to something that you guys hadn't been running up to this point, not a lot anyway. So take right. us through that. Well, I think where where it happened was. We had talked a long time about having Ian Champ. <laughs> there you go. I want to make you guys happy. Yeah. We, we had talked about having him run the ball, but he just um, he wasn't quite there yet mm-hmm. um, with um, his surgery that he had had a year ago, and he was just recovering from that. And so we just kept waiting and waiting. And then we played Rifle, and we realized we didn't have a run game that we needed to have to beat a team like Rifle. We could throw the ball, mm-hmm. but we just had to throw it too many times. We right. just couldn't establish any run game, and so there was no real threat there. And then that's when we came back and we said, well, it's now or never. Not, now we got to do this, and we got to see what happens. And what's great is it's just progressed each week with our personnel packages. We really now are a multiple set offense that's extremely difficult to prepare for. I mean, we probably run 30 different formations. I mean, and we have – not just formations, but different kids subbing in and out on the field constantly on offense. We we have so many personnel packages where we have we, we yell, uh, you know, a name, and kids know that they're part of that package, and then we run plays from that mm-hmm. package and formations from that package, right. and so that's really helped us, and it's really made us very difficult to prepare for because you just don't know what group of kids is going to be out there and what kind of sets going to be out there. Are we going to be running downhill with, you know, and you're going to have to put 11 guys, you know, nine, 10 guys in the box, mm-hmm. or are we going to jump out and empty right. and have no running back? Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't see a lot of teams that can do that. We have the personnel right now with Evan Beaver and, of course, Ian and Zach Hedman and Aaron Aguilar and um, Kenny Fredrickson, Edgar Hernandez, uh, Brant Carlson, uh, Hudson Jones, uh I mean, hopefully I'm not, I mean, there's so many guys that are a part of that Mm -hmm. and that are so important and that have jumped up when we needed them to. And, and, and that's the thing is it's, it really is, it's cliche, but rise to the occasion. And that's what these boys have done because they were never ranked. They've never been ranked Mm -hmm. ever. I mean, in the last three weeks, all the stat guys say we're going to lose by 21 and our kids don't care. They're like, you know what? No one respects us, but you know what? We're, we're going to go to battle for each other, and and then we're going to lay it on the line, and we're going to fight to the end, and and that's what they do. And it's they've been a fun group to watch, and I hope they keep it rolling. You know, they're they're excited to go down and play Delta. They know it's just another you know mountain they got to overcome, but that's what we do. We overcome mountains, and so that's our plan. We're going to go down and and go for it and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to tell you. Coach A.B., and you don't know this story, my friend. After the rifle game, I was so distraught. I literally had a, a, a crisis of faith with this team. <laughs> like, honestly. I think and a few I, people I, did. 
Yeah. And I, I talked to you. And, and Coach, he looked me right in the eyes and he said, Shane, this season isn't over. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And we are going to go places. And, and, and you told me that. And you remember, I was so sad and I thought we had lost the chance. And, man, thank you, brother. Appreciate right, right on, man. You got it. You know, I think one of the things – that makes us unique. I think Nick would agree with this offensively is a lot of teams like run really well and they pass. Okay. Or they pass really well and they run. Okay. Right now we can do both really well. And so um, if our run game's not working, we're going to put it in the air. Mm-hmm. And if we can't put it in the air, we're going to run it, you know, yeah. what we can do on the ground. So right. um, it's, it's nice to have those options with the group of kids. And I mean, our O line has been amazing. And uh, with, uh, Cody Dade at center and his brother Wyatt yes. over at tackle and Caleb Squires at guard. On the other side, we got Clayton Vandersloof and Adam DeLay. Mm-hmm. And then like kids like Ethan Schaff coming in later in the season where he was battling an ankle injury and he just came on strong. And in our heavy sets, he jumps in at tight end. Uh, the Anderson boys, Jordan and Jaden, I mean, they'll come in. They've even ran the ball, you know, and we'll put them at yep. wing and we'll put them, th- them in at guard or tackle. I mean, so many Guys have jumped in. Tristan LaPlatte even, you know, comes in when we need him to in some of our heavy sets. What a line that's just did an amazing job. And and a big shout-out to Coy, um, who's done a great job with those Coach guys. Colgate. Yeah, yeah, Coach yeah. Col- the other Coach mm-hmm. Colgate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and getting the people in the right spot, you know. So mm-hmm. that's been critical as well. I mean, our line has done a heck of a job. And, and we have some sides we haven't had in the past mm-hmm. you know we got some big kids in there and and so you know we we're, we're using it in the right way right now and hopefully we can keep it going absolutely yeah all right nick so tell us <laughs> tell us a little bit about um what's coming up you don't you don't have to give away the plans or anything but don't do that. i mean how do you keep the kids how do you keep the kids the highs and the lows because coach hapy talked about it a lot you know there's a, there's a lot of highs and lows in the last two playoff games that you guys have played, it's been it's been up and down the whole game. Like it's almost makes you seasick when you're watching. <laughs> like it's so up and down. So what are you guys doing to keep the kids? They're just they're they just keep so level. You know, if you beginning of the year, um, like always, we we pick a word, pick a phrase that that kind of sticks to us, and we um, find meaning in it. Um, that year was this year was elevate. Um, it was something we strongly believed in. Um, something that needed to happen. Um, that's something that's been easy to fall back on um, that we preached early in the year, um, heavily in the year. Um, and it's it's a lot on the kids. They've, grown, they've, they've been in a program that has done well for mm-hmm. five years now, right. since they were eighth graders and seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've seen what they've needed to do to do it. Um, and they've seen the highs. They've been in the lows. So the comfortability of when something goes bad to turn around and, and make it good, it, it, I think it's kind of internal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of been instilled in them the last few years. Um, and this year they, they, were, um, they were leaders. That senior mm-hmm. group has become leaders right. um, and led that, that thought and that belief. So that's kind of – it's mostly within the kids. Right. I saw Zach Hedman's mom at City Market. I was talking to her about the kids. She said, those kids are so close. Yeah. Let me tell you how I know, because they're always over. 
mean, that's a compliment. That's a compliment to the players. That's a compliment to what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah they're, coaches. They're, they're always over at Spencer's. Mm -hmm. I mean, today they were talking about where the f*** are you guys tonight? Every pregame meal, um, the seniors all go out and they go eat together. Um, and last year, the coaches got invited to that. Um, we had some things going on. Um, but yeah, the, the, the closeness and like coach alluded to it earlier, um, you don't get that in a big town. Mm -hmm. So us being in a small town really harbors that, right. that, that, the mentality or that, that focus on, you know, that brotherhood, that family, mm -hmm. um, so, oh, so yeah. So I think something to answer a little bit more with your question that really resonates with me is this didn't just start now i mean this process started about six years ago when really the program was in disarray and wasn't doing well at all and had some years that we would have hoped would have did better but for various reasons they did not and then jamie nelson got hired and hired yourself lance me shane um, and really started getting this thing turned around and we made it to the playoffs that first year and we got beat up by the number one team that went on and won it Sterling, but but we were in it. We were back. We were turning things around. And then the next year we got better. And then the next year you took over as head coach, and we got better. And we ended up. I mean, we ended up against the team, Res Christian, if you remember, that hadn't been scored on. No one had scored on them, and we scored on them twice. Mm -hmm. And we gave them a run for their money. Um, and then we end up winning the league title when you were head coach. And now we just took another step. It's like each one of them years we just kept taking steps. And so this year, we just added to what we've been doing for six years, and we just kept getting better. And that's what we've done. And really, it's it's been a process. But success, the, the level of success they're having right now is because of six years of previous success that have just kept stacking on top of each other, right? We're putting it all together. And it's been exciting to see. And, and, and I mean, Nick came in that second year with us after Jamie was here the first year, and then Nick was part of that. I mean, Nick's been here for five years. We've all done this together and made this happen together and it's that's what i think is so cool is it's not a um you know oh we showed up and we had our one wonder year mm -hmm. this team hasn't had one wonder year this team has had a solid six years where they are playoffs playoffs mm -hmm. but like they are league championships and that's what's become of this program and it's kudos to all you guys that have coached and been a part of it but you're in the semifinals, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the semifinals. And I, uh, to, to get the second part of my question answered, you got a stingy defense, Nick Colgate's stingy defense, Kip Hafey's big play offense. What's the plan for Delta? Well, you don't even tell me your plan. What what does what Delta you know what does Delta have that you gotta stop? Well, I mean let's talk about that. Let me set it up too now and no one is gonna forget, guys, that the last time down in Delta it's one heck of a game and sadly enough we came out on the short end of that game but it was absolutely fantastic and it came down to the water well, take you back further yeah the last, <laughs> the last two times last yeah. two times last yeah. two times one's went our way one went their way and yeah. they were both one in the last minute mm -hmm. so yeah, here we go sure. so there we go set it up a, a yeah. old school rivalry mm. reborn yeah there's there's a lot of history between these two teams i'm um you know, it kind of goes back to what I said about Basalt. It's going to be a physical game. Mm -hmm. There's going to be guys flying around. They've got a great offense and a, and a great defense. Um, I, I think ours is better. Um, 
I think our, our kids play a little bit harder. And we're going to tell them once to run the ball. That's been their, their bread and butter for years. They want to run the ball, and they're going to throw the ball. They throw the ball. Uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but um, not perfectly evened with run and pass, but they do run it a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, heavy heavy running back, runs hard. Um, they O-line, really good, and their defense is just um, super disciplined. Um, so we're going to try to take advantage, advantage of that offensively. Um, and I'll let him talk about the offense, um, defensively, um, you know, our D line and our linebackers have done great this year. Um, uh, we, we, we've done well against heavy run teams. You look at res Christian, um, you know, 14, zero and they're, um, another heavy run team. Um, Bertha just came to town last week, another heavy run mm -hmm. team. And I mean, heavy, mm -hmm. they had some big dudes. On the on their um, on their team, um, so really interior, we're not gonna not gonna really mess with what's what's broken. Um, have a few few mixes for the pass game a little bit. Um, quarterback, just some different looks, um, especially with what they do. But really comes down to I I think we stop the run. It gives us a really 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 good mm -hmm. chance of coming out on top. Uh, yeah, offensively. I mean, uh, don't give too much away, Coach. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> he won't. I, 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 <laughs> so, I mean, Delta's defense is phenomenal. They they have a tough, tough defense. Their defensive ends are are out of this world. Two really big, tough kids that are physical, and like Coach said, their defense is extremely disciplined. They run some different coverages, some different fronts. And really, we're just going to have to go in. And uh, Braden Peterson's done a great job this year spotting for us. He's up in the booth. You know, really trying to just figure out what they're doing up front and seeing what they, uh, um, seeing what coverages are in, seeing where we can exploit them and do some things that will get us going and, and get a rhythm going. And I think that's a big part of offense a lot of times is we got to get a rhythm, right? If you can get a rhythm going and kids just get in sync, then a lot of things start clicking and working. And so that's going to be our goal is to, to try to do that, try to get ourselves in a rhythm, and then just keep it going for four quarters. Nice. So uh, last question for me. Um, we're healthy. Everybody's healthy. We're ready to go. And, uh, I mean, it's been a long season, long season. No, well, one of the big things time, in so. playoffs is you do your best. To, I mean, you've got to be healthy, right? Yeah. Um, we do have a couple kids on the mend right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're hoping that they'll be ready for the game. In some key positions, and uh, we're, that's all. We're not going to say names. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't all. say any names. I mean, all your, all your help. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we got some kids that are going to be taking it really easy this week. Yeah, and they'll be game, and a couple of them are game time decisions. Honestly, well, you're talking that's, that's about coach. You're talking about almost like a like a college schedule here, right? Now. Yeah. It's a lot of games. That's yeah, over three months of football. Yes. It's a lot of games. A lot. Yeah. I mean, my heart. I, I don't know if I can take much more. 15, 15 weeks. You yeah. can take more, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> With those two endings on the last. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, 15 weeks. Uh, you know, there's, yeah. there's football bumps and bruises. Yep. Um, we got some kids that are banged up, and um, luckily we've got a, a really tough team. bunch of bunch of kids that um, really place through some injuries and, and want to be on that field. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I think we'll be ready to go on Saturday.
Absolutely. Isn't it the dream as a high school coach, guys, to be practicing on Thanksgiving break? Yes. There you go, right? Yes. We want to be practicing on Thanksgiving break. <laughs> and I want to make sure you bring me like a Madden six-legged turkey. <laughs> the, tur the turducken. It's the turducken. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Because like I said, I don't want to keep you here too long. You guys got important business. Watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Wherever you can watch it, watch mm -hmm. it. Um, super exciting. Um, I, I can't go to Walmart without being asked what's going on. Right. Um, so it's, it's really cool to have that following from the community mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm super proud of these kids. Yeah. I, I can't, can't express how happy I am for them and, you know, we're going to keep it going and hopefully we get seven more days with them. For sure. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you to everybody. I think that's the big one. We said that before about the community, but wow, just just that's it's been so amazing. And thank you for all the support for for us as coaches and and the kids especially. That's just been so exciting to see, and uh, we're gonna do our best to keep it going forward. Good to have them, folks. You got Nick Colgate, head football coach, Moffat County Bulldogs. Um, Kip Hafey, offensive coordinator. You got your brother. Doing the doing the line coaching. You got this guy over here coaching Hanging freshman. Out. You got Braden Peterson. What a squad. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of what you're doing this year. Thank you, my friend. It's been fun to watch. Thank you. It has really you, been fun you, to watch. You. Yeah. Do you have a question? All I know is that Anthony told me, guys. Anthony told me anytime you guys come in, he's gonna give you a pizza for free. For free pizza. Kind of answered the question. I was I was gonna because I've been watching the game since. 2020, but going to the game when my cousin's kid was playing, uh, Taryn, and we had Evan Atkin, and they were all great players. Yes. What, but what puts this team, and you kind of answered it already, what puts this team above what was in the press? Because they were, they were all good players for all these years. I know they built on it for six years, but what makes this? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the sauce. <laughs> it's the sauce. <laughs> no, no, it's it. <laughs> Is it? Hey, if you did a great job of hitting that, I, I think it's a it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, previous coaching with Ethan Under and. and uh, well, it was a great coach. Not great enough. Consistent good coaching over their their high school career mm -hmm. um, is is one thing that's definitely been a a key factor in that. Um, and the other part is their bond. I've had a lot of people talk to me about that, text mm -hmm. me about that. You yeah. know, this team loves each other. Um, and, and that's what it comes down to is good coaching and love for each other. And I think that really hit home for me when I talked to I talked to his mom. Like, I I mean, I, I coached – Kip and I have been coaching the Bulldogs for years. And I, I just have never sensed that kind of – like guys are like, yeah, this is fun, but I, you know, I got stuff to do. Yeah, and, and you guys got something. To, it's the sauce. I'm telling you, it's the, the sauce. sauce. It's <laughs> and it's the parents. The parents. Can I shout out to Stephanie? Your kids are doing great. She's yep. one of the biggest fans of. Yep. Well, I think uh, one of the things that that I'm, I'm glad I'm, you know, like because it is so important, is part of the reasons, and a, a huge part of the reason these kids are doing what they're doing, isn't just because of the coaches of the past and, and the program that we've set. But the kids that have been in the program, 
we talked about all these great athletes that you were just talking about, about like when, when Peck was there and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Logan and Ethan and Taryn mm -hmm. and, um, and Corey Scranton and, and Trace Fredrickson. And, and I mean, I, I could name 50 of them. Those kids were so good to these kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. They they didn't beat them down. They encouraged them and they pumped them up. And that was the culture that was built here that mm -hmm. needed to be built here about support. And and we're gonna we're not gonna be the senior that smacks you down and makes fun of you. We're gonna be the senior that pumps you up and teaches you to be a great football player. And that's what these yes, kids have yes. had. That maybe some of those kids didn't get at that time, <laughs> but these kids have had that. And then they've just grew from that, and now they're putting it together on the field. Do you do you think? I, I know I wasn't supposed to ask any more questions. Do you <laughs> think because when these when this group of kids came in, that was the COVID season, right? Yeah, I yeah, believe they so. were freshmen yeah, they were during that current. wacky, yeah. wacky COVID season when we when we uh, beat Delta and won conference. But it was like they have been resilient. This this particular group of kids, they've had to be. They haven't had yeah, yeah, yeah. So good point. I, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. I just remember that because yeah. I remember going up to the weight room and we had them all spread out. And I remember the guys are like they're trying to be serious, but we're, you know, we're not allowed to we had to spray the weights down after they touched them and oh, football. I was that guy. I got to wipe the football every time. <laughs> and all the old uh, former players our age, my man, you know, old as dirt, like in the room when we had the game going, so many former players came in. And now, uh, guys, it's a big deal. It's a big story. And all the friends now that are in other parts of the United States or that are in Denver, they were... Uh, Germany. Yes, and putting comments in there. And they played in 90, and they played on the team in 2001 or 98. You brought this team back together and all the former players now, they're all rooting for you guys, for us from all over the place. And as you said, Germany too, we have so many amazing stories. Our, our foreign exchange student, what we win by? One, two extra points. And he made them both guys. Wow. <laughs> Reckons at Deutsch. Yeah. <laughs> they play football in Germany? Yeah, they kicks it really well. I thought they have soccer. But... All right, guys, best of success. Again, we are super yeah. proud of you. We're, we, we are really looking forward to this game. I know you guys are. And I know you're busy. I'm going to get you out of here. Thank you. This has been Northwest Colorado's favorite podcast, the NW, for Anthony Teeter, Shane Hadley. That's Nick Colgate. That's Kip Pafey. Kip, you going to come back to the NW soon? Well, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Three we got a picture right there. Three weeks. Three weeks. There. One o'clock Saturday. One o'clock Saturday. Saturday, folks. Join them. Okay. Thank you, guys.